ahead, just as that uh, definitely lets us know that we're entering into the fall and into that October season. I was literally saying that earlier. I'm covering for Russell on K, uh, FMJ also bouncing back and forth today. And yeah, I was like, it's it's officially fall. You know, it was cool, though. I was driving um, to my apartment this morning and this wind kind of whipped and all of the leaves started falling down. And I'm from the desert where that does not happen. So I was like, oh, my gosh, seasons yes. <laughs> exist, please. <Yeah. laughs> so. Distinct seasons. Yeah. And uh, I know there's all these different permutations and types of rain that's an, you know, an enjoyable Ketchikan feat <laughs> as well. Uh, we're definitely unique and strange in very uh, weather-related ways and people-related ways. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot to enjoy, I think, and in Ketchikan. people-related people ways, oh, definitely. Yes. Well, what do we have coming up at the museums? Well, with that changing of the season, uh, we're officially entering our winter hours this weekend. Um, so, starting this weekend, we'll be going to our Tuesday through Saturday, um, 1 to 5 p.m. hours. So, that means you can come and still see us this Saturday, but uh, our open hours will be, you know, one to five. Uh, and that means we'll also be closed for the first time on uh, that Sunday, Monday. Um, so, um, of course, staff are still available on that Monday, but it's by appointment only. Um, it's kind of nice as we really start ramping up our programming of having that uh, one day where we can run around and, uh, you know, whether it's meetings or doing things offsite and really prepping for the rest of the week, uh, having that available. <clears throat> Um, I last time you were on here, I took my brother was leaving town and I took him literally like hours before his flight to the museum. <laughs> and I got to see I think it's the this I don't know if it's a seasonal display with um, yeah, like the community things. Uh, so uh, listeners might not know but uh, I've what well, I think we've like the last three times I've been like, have you been to the museum yet? I know. <laughs> so uh, That is fantastic. I'm fantastic. And, and the yeah, the exhibit you're talking about is our um, sustaining community. Um, why we gather like how we gather why that matters. Yes, I loved it. And it was so cool to see like people I knew in there, like Catherine, and then even like the the Libby stuff that was oh, up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so amazing. So that was really interesting. I got it was fun to be able to take him in there and be like point out people that he doesn't know and be like, oh yeah, I work with that person. Or, you know, yeah, it, it's really great. You know, in, in all of those things in our, our permanent exhibit, or like you're saying, you know, this exhibit is open through um, you know through January basically. Um, that the community really is a reflection of mm -hmm. the exhibits that are put on display and the objects that we collect and care for. Um, and in our programming. So um, part of that is uh, we're kicking off our uh, museum midday series. Uh, so months of October through May, once a month, that first Thursday of the month, uh, we invite, um, you know, a special speaker or a program, a presentation. Um, it's really, uh, again, like with that feedback from the community of like, what are we curious about? What do we want to know more about? Um, and so tomorrow actually kicks that off um, at noon over at the Tongass Historical Museum. Um, we'll be hosting um, Alma uh, Manabet Parker from the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition um, and learning more about their program, their Healthier Together program. Um, of course, I, I've, uh, I've heard her, you know, make the rounds here on this radio station on others. Uh, and if you happen to tune into KPU, uh, they had recent coverage of last year's Phil Am Fest. Um, so it's really great to be able to celebrate, you know, those pro the program and what's happened in the past, but also kind of what's happening in the future. Um, like I just hardly learned that it's actually a year round program. Um, and it's all about kind of health equity and making certain that there's, uh, you know, access to mental health care, you know, physical health care, all these different aspects of things, um, specifically focused too uh, with the Filipino community here. So um, that's, you know, historically an underserved population. Um, and it's really 
really interesting to see what all these different activities and things are that happen year round. So if you want to know more about kind of the history of that program and project, how it came to be, uh, we're really happy to be hosting uh, Alma tomorrow at noon uh, at the Tongass Historical Museum. Um, and by popular demand, so this is our first in-person event of a museum midday we've had in the last like two years. Um, but we had a lot of people say, well, you know, I really I enjoyed not having to come over to the museum on my lunch. I liked access, accessing it just from my desk. Can I still do that? Um, and the answer is yes. So we'll actually be simulcasting our museum middays. Um, so if you, you know, tune into the Tongass Historical Museum Facebook page, uh, we'll be live uh, streaming the, the presentation, the talk with Alma tomorrow. Um, and then all these past exhibits, too, because that's the other thing we get is, uh, well, I missed it. It's like, you know, you didn't, you might have missed the live, you know, communal right. experience of sitting there and kind of learning together. Um, but our past programs are actually available on our YouTube channel. So you can still plug into things you haven't missed out, uh, but you have missed out on that thrill of the live right. program. So, uh, yeah, but that starts off tomorrow uh, with our museum middays. And then every first Thursday of the month through May, we'll have a, a program or presentation. That's awesome. That's one of the few good things that came from COVID is the accessibility that's kind of sticking around. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that we're, because I'm obviously a very in-person person. I'm like, I want to be at the event. But there are a lot of people <laughs> who are like, can I please just watch it? <laughs> so it's cool that, yeah. that, that, that yeah. it's still accessible. And, and that you can still kind of interact, too, from that virtual space. So, uh, you know, if people have questions, they can definitely, you know, like chime in. Um, but yeah, we're opening up so much more. Um, we, we had a whole series of, of hybrid and in-person classes and kind of online classes for our Native Art Studies program. Um, so we're going back to in-person. Uh, I know that's been an eager question people have asked. Uh, anytime someone, you know, makes eye contact with me and we haven't posted <laughs> the class list yet, uh, you know, I, I get asked. But um, that will be soon. So the answer then on is, is very soon that uh, list of classes for the fall season, that fall winter of our Native Art Studies program classes will launch. Um, but something that you can plug into, because kind of goes hand in hand with our classes, is our open craft night. So um, <gasps> I know, I know. <laughs> she is delighted uh yeah so if uh you know this is for past students you know people working on projects um you know specifically you know our native art studies program students uh if you haven't finished your project you're working on something you just want to work on something in a communal space um we actually have a survey out it's going out in our e-newsletter it's on our social media um of gauging what the good time is to schedule that um like you were saying you know in, in the in the in between uh, a lot of people have started their own zoom groups or their own right. nights that they do things which is fantastic fantastic but um, we want to make certain that we get ours scheduled in a way that you know provides the best access for our students um, so if you want to chime in with when we should be holding an open craft night um, you know historically we've been doing them on Thursdays but we want to make certain that all of the students kind of have a, a say in that uh, so if you're working on a project and want to like do it in a really cool space over at the totem Heritage Center uh, let us know uh, again that goes out in our e-newsletter and it's available on our social media as well see that's awesome and that's actually the one that I haven't been to I've been to oh. the other one, I think, twice now. Oh. I haven't been to Totem Heritage. We're going to have to have you over. She's going to drag me right after this. She's like, <laughs> if we if it goes silent, it's because she dragged me in the studio. <laughs> that, yes, that'll be the sign of duress is that, you know, dead air time. But you'll be having a great time, uh, and you can too. So, yeah. What is the, and I'm going to sound stupid to everybody who's from here, but what's the difference between the museums? Sure, sure. So, uh, the Totem Heritage Center is specifically um, kind of built around our, our core collection. So, that's this. Um, uh, 
showcasing and learning about specifically totem poles, specifically the culture and, and heritage of uh, the Clinket, the Haida, the Simshin people here in the area, and really being able to share that, uh, you know, during the summer months, that's primarily with tourists. Uh, but whenever fall hits, again, uh, you know, we really are able to shift gears and, and we are a heritage center in that uh, we do those classes. I think we're coming up on our, this will be our 40, I can't math, 47th or 48th season of classes. So there's really this great continuum of uh, teachers and students learning, uh, you know, everything from weaving and carving to regalia to form line, um, and in a really great space. And anyone's welcome to come and learn and, and take those classes. So, um, but that's kind of the, the aim and the scope of the Totem Heritage Center. Uh, and of course, we're always, you know, updating things and making certain, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that the information we have on display is an accurate reflection of the community and the stories that we should be telling. Um, and then the Totem Her the Tonga's Historical Museum is really uh, a reflection and a look into uh, Kajikan as a city, kind of how it developed, the people who've lived here, different industries, um, all the really fantastic stories that go hand in hand with that through objects and photographs and, uh, you know, oral history and video, all of that. Um, and if you just want to plug into it and see what all that's about, um, that KetchikanMuseums.org website, we even have some virtual exhibits. So maybe we can get your feet wet. We'll get you we'll get you set up on the virtual exhibit for the Totem Heritage Center. <laughs> and then, and then we'll get in. you in the door. Yeah. I, and you sound so passionate about it. And I love that. <laughs> I am such, I've always loved history. I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was little. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I really wanted to be one. And I get so emotional too. I was talking to, I don't know, do you know Jillian um, Pollock and Kyle Bailey? Oh, yes, yes, yes. They familiar names, make yes. beautiful music. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, she was telling me a story about how um, she went with a friend to um, an island. I can't remember where it was, somewhere in Alaska. She was traveling, and he was showing her where there, there used to be, like, a, not a reservation, but a, a village. Mm -hmm. And he was telling the story about how everybody got sick and they had to leave, and um, they were taking some stuff, and she was like, she's like I feel like I, I can't do this. Like, these are your mm -hmm. people. You should have this, because she found something that was, you know. Mm -hmm. And he was like, told her to take it and he was like just tell our story because I'm gonna cry again <laughs> he's like it's all washing into the ocean and I literally like, teared up and she's like oh my god are you crying right now but I love history so much so I'm gonna have to go check it out yeah for, sure. for certain for certain and uh you know again those are things that you can uh, if you're a resident here, if, if you're a local, even if you're a seasonal, you're just, you know, uh, we've had a lot of traveling uh, nurses and physicians and things. Um, you're part of the community. It's free admission for you. Um, so you and your friends, anyone that you happen to take with you to the museum, to the Totem Heritage Center, um, year round for you, it's free admission. Um, and that's, you know, just kind of one of those fun perks is just being able to, like you're saying, you know, share history and yeah. share those stories, uh, like dragging your brother along that in those nth hours before he had to, you know, fly away. And he thought it was so cool, too. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe I didn't think to bring you here. We had so many. He was here for two months. Uh, we had so much time. And then, like, I talked to you and I was like, that's what we're going to do. Because I'm like, we have a few hours. <laughs> like, what do we do in a couple hours? And so he really enjoyed it. It, yeah. does, it gives you a context for so much more <laughs> that you're seeing. Um, and we really see that during the summer months, too, is when we have people come and visit us you know we could be any port in alaska right but whenever they're able to visit the tonga's historical museum the totem heritage center it really puts them like oh i am here like ketchikan's pretty unique you know we're here mm -hmm. in southern southeast alaska it really puts you in place um and to that end i mean like a shout out we recently hosted a, a group of uh, coast guard folks who are uh, newly assigned or new to the area um and that's another thing it's like really fantastic if you're new to the area or you just want to know more or if it's been a while since you were last visiting um being able to plug into the museum or the totem heritage center really kind of does uh, give you more of a sense of place and where you are uh, so if you need to reconnect you need a refresher you just want to celebrate you know where you are and your community and all those people around you it's a really great way to you know get out to the museum 
Gardens. It's a perfect place if you have somebody visiting or, mm-hmm. you know, because I know how much I loved exploring Catch Cam when I first got here. And now I still love it. But then <laughs> seeing it through somebody else's eyes for the first time, like when you get to play tour guide, it's so fun. And I got to see that when I took him there. And there's that little part um, where you guys have the chalkboard and the desk. That's so cool to me that I'm like, she wrote that and never didn't think it was going to be in a museum for like forever. You know, it's yeah, crazy to yeah. think about. So, uh, yeah, you're talking about the, the desk from uh, Old Main. So that's, you know, one of the okay, school yeah. desks from over there. Yeah. And uh, that entire section. So that entire idea of, you know, community and the wild ways that we gather together and are, you know, creative together or, uh, you know, work in solidarity together or, you know, our civic action forward. All of that is kind of explored within that exhibit. Um, and one of the ones that uh, I think got a lot of a lot of love from the tourists, too, um, is all the wacky different uh, festivals and things that we have going here, whether it's, you know, the 4th of July Lumberjack Challenge, yes. uh, which I know you had your own kind of iteration of, and that's part of that, you know, history of things, um, all the way through, you know, Blueberry Festival and all the different wearable art, you know, all the ways that we're really creative and we kind of celebrate together. Um, and that's just a small facet of what's on display and what's kind of celebrated through that exhibit. So um, that's something you can still exhibit, or you can still exhibit, you can still visit uh, <laughs> through January. Uh, and then, of course, you know, March will kick off our new exhibit. So uh, there's a lot to explore and learn about, um, you know, whether you're doing it online or joining, you know, joining us virtually for that museum midday tomorrow. Uh, or if you come out in person, there are a lot of different ways to kind of connect. That's yeah, perfect. My um, brother's first day here was Blueberry Fest. <laughs> so there yeah, he, he was set the bar high. Th- oh yeah, he's thrown into the <laughs> thick of it. So we had Stasha and Colin's reception and then Blueberry Fest and then like all our, yeah, same day. And then all it, it, he was just like, it was so much community from somebody who'd been from a city, <laughs> like where there's really none. And mm-hmm. I, I was raised in Tucson with him. So I think, and I've told them, I call home and I talk about it. And they're like, why are you so passionate about this weird tiny town <laughs> in Alaska? <laughs> they're like, do you guys even have like stores there? A friend asked me if we had buses here one time and I literally was in tears I was like well, yes we have anyways <laughs> um so yeah well, the sense of community yeah is- yeah it's the interesting thing like all throughout I think we're we're so go 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 here mm-hmm. you know we we go from season to season at, at breakneck pace even though uh, you know winters sometimes feel like they drag or they sometimes mm-hmm. feel like they're overfilled um, but it's really a time to stop and reflect and think about those stories or those objects or those things that really do help tell the story of who we are, you know, right now even, uh, and then going forward. So we're always, um, you know, it's a credit to our collections team, um, our senior curator, you know, that they're really um, actively looking to see what stories can be told through those objects and what things we should be acquiring so that, you know, 15, 20, 100 years down the line, uh, what do these exhibits look like to really share these stories that are happening now? So, um, yeah, that's that's you know another component of what we do. And it's like a heart. We were talking about this earlier. Um, the community. What, what are you calling it exactly? Um, the community exhibit you have. Oh, right uh, it's called uh, Sustaining Community. Sustaining Community. It is such a how do I put this? Um, a, a fun experience because you go and you see all of the old stuff, and it's like wow, so weird to think about. And then you see like as it is now, and it's yeah, it kind of breeds that idea of like this is stuff's still going to be here, and then somebody else like thirty years from now is going to be like, whoa, this is old. It's it gets cool. It's cool to have like a past and a present going on there right now. Yeah, it's a celebration, especially of, you know, um, all the work, you know, like we're we're having Alma Parker tomorrow Mm -hmm. um, with this Healthier Together, you know, initiative, this program that she's doing with, you know, Kajikan Wellness Coalition and, and that work. 
And it's like how many other, you know, nonprofits and programs and things have existed over the years. Right. And what are we going to be able to like reflect back on them in the future? So it's it's very much this idea of uh, all the ways in which you're spending your time and your efforts. You might not see the fruition at the end of right. it. Um, but we hope to be able to celebrate those stories down the line and, and with people and individuals and ourselves now too. How um, how long is that exhibit staying up? You said it's seasonal? Uh, yeah, so um, our exhibits run uh, March through the following January. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, we've been open since March of 2022 and it'll be open all the way through January of 2023. Okay, so you've got some time to go see it, but you should definitely go see it. And I promise you there's people you know in there, yes, which is really yes. neat. Okay, do you have anything else you wanted to? Uh, no, I, I hope to see, you know, a large crowd, whether online or, uh, you know, in person at the Tongas' Historical Museum tomorrow at noon for that first museum midday. Uh, and if you want to get excited about the rest of that season of programming, you know, all the way through uh, May, uh, we've got a really great lineup of uh, programs and presenters and, you know, classes are upcoming. So there's a lot to plug into. Uh, and you can find out more information on our website, KetchikanMuseums.org, or follow us on our Instagram, our YouTube, you know, our, our Facebooks. We're all plugged in there. Uh, and of course, you can always just give us a call too. So we get all the socials. Oh, yes. And hopefully we'll get Marnie dragged in here is that her yes, name yes next time yes we are uh marnie we're on notice uh, <laughs> i think Brittany's kind of getting uh, maybe i don't know we've got our patter down <laughs> i know yeah. but I, I need someone else to really convince Brittany she needs to go and see the Twin heritage center you're like actually just need an extra body to drag her because she's there you, go. there you go i won't fight all right well thank you so much erica Certainly. uh thank you for tuning in to first city forum on ktkn with your host Brittany rickard and erica what is your last name uh erica jane christian i'm like trying to read her name tag erica christian <laughs> bye-bye